Hello and welcome into the very first episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have got a packed show for you this week. Lots of movie news coming out. We've got Spider-Man Far From Home just came out over the last weekend. We went and saw that. We're going to have our thoughts for you and our review. And finally, because Spider-Man Far From Home is now over, that puts a bow on the Infinity Saga. So we're going to go back and recap our top five movies from the Infinity Saga. Let's do it. everybody thank you for joining us we're excited to have you as i mentioned in the open this is our very first episode number one number one so because of that we have all those things that i mentioned that we're going to talk about but first we did kind of want to give you a little bit of overview my name is cam i'm your co-host uh my other co-host is kirk hello everybody he'll be with us every single week we'll be breaking it down um, and we were kind of like, we were texting last night trying to think through how we could do this because I, I don't want to do the like, hi, my name is Cam and I was born in wherever and my favorite hobby is this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Cause that's terrible. Boring. So here's what we've come up with. Might be equally terrible, but we'll give it a, we'll give it a, nope, a shot. Okay. Kirk's got it. So, I mean, <laughs> we're going to nail it. So what we're going to do is we are going to fire off rapid fire questions hopefully they're quick answers um to each other we're each going to answer 10 of them and uh hopefully that will give you a little bit of insight into uh into us well improv insight yes oh that's right we neither of us have heard these questions so that's the that's the other that's the that's the fun part right there is that we're going to be hearing this for the first time so we got to think quick we got to be on our toes you know keep it keep it light all right. So, who wants to who wants to answer questions first? Do you want to answer questions first? I'm going to answer questions first to get it over with. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. I mean, I myself and everyone who listens to this will judge your answers oh, for forever. So perfect. No pressure at all. Okay. Great. I got ten questions. I'm just going to go for it. Question number one: Who is your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero: Thor. Thor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite television show? Hmm. That. That is tough. Ooh, network streaming, so many. Um, gotta go with my OG f- fan favorite. Not great at the end, but definitely so strong at the beginning. First ten seasons, ER. Ooh, ER. That's, that's right. No, that's a good one. That's a blast from the past. There. Yes. Um. Okay. Who is your or what is your spirit animal? <laughs> oh gosh. Um. And like these can be anything because people will now say like. Oh, Charles Barkley is my spirit animal. You know, like it doesn't like I think the whole animal thing is out the window. Ooh, so. oh, that that opens up a whole new window. Uh, almost I mean, you could pick an animal. Too. Almost too much spirit animal. Ugh. Um, I'm just gonna go with an animal because um, I'm nervous. How about a duck? A duck. No, I like that. <laughs> I can I like make that. some cool duck sounds. Yeah. Like, uh, that's that happened. I mean, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to show them all the cool stuff that we can do okay, in the cool. first episode. So, like, take it easy. Sorry for peacocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's your ultimate comfort food? Mashed potatoes. Mm. Any day, anytime. Gravy. 
most always. Up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, like if you're like a a, a mashed potato chef connoisseur, then no, that doesn't make sense. If you are a mashed potato chef, like you're an expert at it, making it, then I don't need gravy. But gotcha. sometimes the gravy is part of the experience. Mm-hmm. So yep. either way, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, dog person or cat person? Dog. Perfect. See, now that's that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. You got to watch that one. Gotta be careful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dream car. Dream car. Yeah. What's your dream? What's your mm. dream car? This is a question I almost put on my list to ask you. So. Oh, great! I'll give my answer then. I'm gonna go. I gotta go. Back to the Future. A big Back to the Future fan. Um, the DeLorean. I've mm. always wanted, envisioned myself in a DeLorean. I've never seen one in person. I've always wanted to at least see it, but I would love if that were my car that I drove every day. But does it have to have time traveling capabilities? <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> I'll settle without it. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. I mean, I think that's going to be a little bit easier to find. Yeah. Just in general. More um, realistic. Okay. So you, since you were going to ask me this question, yes, I, I will answer it because I'm a good sport. Um, I really liked Pontiac GTOs, mm-hmm. the old mus- muscle cars. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't make Pontiacs anymore. Rest in peace. They don't. No. Ooh. No, I think they like. I think Pontiac like got sold or something. So okay, that's the end of that. Now, is your muscle car? Is it going to have like the metal, the engine like rising up above the hood? Yeah, I mean, I too? hope so. Okay, like hopefully fire shoots out of it. Ooh. I don't know. Is that the one they drive in Fast and the Furious that jumps out in the first one that jumps over the railroad track? I have no idea. Before the train almost hits them. I don't know. Okay. I just like I used to drive it in um, Need for Speed Underground Two. Okay. For the PlayStation Two. Yeah people the real ogs will know what i'm talking about there <laughs> and it had a great like it was easy it was a nice car to customize had a really cool sounding engine mm-hmm. it was great it's a great car nice um okay star trek or star wars see that's not fair because i am named obviously after captain kirk from oh, star right, trek right right uh my dad's a huge trekkie fan so there's a little bit of loyalty there um, but I mean, there is a there is a significant difference between the OG Star Trek and the reboot. True. Uh, I have to say, when it when it comes down to it, I have to say Star Wars. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm in that camp as well. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, your go-to karaoke song. Miley Cyrus, "Wrecking Ball." Mm. That's good. That's mm-hmm. a that's an American classic. Yeah, it is there. now. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> um, Okay, the uh, ninth question. So you got two more. Ooh. This one and another. The first job you had where you made a paycheck. Yes, I was a uh, DJ at a skating rink. Uh oh. Yes. Let's hear it. What do you, What do you got? Like what Like what DJ nugget do you have for us that we can we can sample? Mm, okay, I'll do one of the games. Uh, there were lots of games that I had to narrate because mm-hmm. there were lots of like tw- uh, not twelve year olds, like six year olds yeah, playing yeah, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the field. So. And the rink, they, I would say, all right, everybody, it's time to play the limbo game. If you're ready to play the limbo game. And so on. Wow. Wow. How do you like that? That was, oh, that's, a, that's a true professional right there. Yeah. I don't know why you left the, the DJ this. Uh, you know, I would say there's not much money in it at the skating rink. I mean, that, that blows me away. <laughs> but you truly, you have a gift for it. And muscle memory, though. I, I don't even have to think about it. It just like... <laughs> molds itself back yeah, together love it okay last question and this is a big one okay i think people will people will absolutely judge you on this one um pepsi or coke and there's literally like so for this is radio so there's literally a pepsi sitting right next to kirk so yes um yes there's it's right here i have it i don't know if you can 
Yep, hear my little Pepsi can opening. But yeah, I am a Pepsi guy. I don't know if it was uh, Inception by my parents. There's this picture of me as like a one-year-old with a can of Pepsi sitting next to me. All I don't right. know if it's that, if I remember that image yeah, so it's clearly. Like, um, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Like you just, they just were like placing it in your general vicinity. Yep. And they were like, this will be, he, he will be the one who drinks the Pepsi. <laughs> That's right. Like the chosen one. <laughs> and then my dad only drinks Coke. So I'm like, what, what in the world? Oh, weird. Like he, I'm sitting next to him with the can of, pep, of Pepsi. But in my household growing up, it was only Coke, but I would always yearn for the Pepsi. So I don't know what's. Wow. I don't know. He just wanted me to take a different path, I guess. I guess so. Wow. <laughs> he knew. He was like, I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Go forth. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Well, that's that's your 10. You're, you're done. Okay. So it's your turn. Yeah, ready. All right. Strap in. <sighs> Number one. What's your least favorite chore around the house? So does it have to be around the house or can it be in the yard? It can be in the yard as well. Okay, I'm going to go with pulling weeds because mm. pulling weeds is terrible. Mm-hmm. And it just adds so much time. It's it's not even like, like it is hard. Like it, it hurts your back and it hurts your hands, mm-hmm. but it's also, it just takes forever. It like really you have does. You go one by one. And then if you don't want to pull weeds, like if you just want to kill weeds, like option number two is spray a poisonous chemical and potentially get cancer yeah. yes um that's a tough call i mean so there are days there are days where i'm like you know i, I think i'm gonna roll the dice they yep. want to roll the dice with the with the uh with the chemicals but yeah it's it's the worst i, I don't like doing it that's a fair that's a very fair answer i just don't even pull the weeds sometimes it's just mow the lawn oh, and there you go. let them grow that's that's another way to approach it yep uh what would be your final death row meal oh pizza 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 yeah i mean i eat Mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of pizza i respect that um where would it be from do you have a special place in mind yeah i think so i really like chicago style deep dish mm-hmm. like real chicago style deep dish and um when we would travel to chicago growing up we'd always go to this place called gino's east mm-hmm. and they have a pizza there this is like on the food network called the meaty legend mm-hmm. and this is what we always get um i think that, so some of this could be made up so just like take it with a grain of salt but i, I believe they said there's someone from gino's east listening yeah, I'm, I'm, like, hey, no, I'm no, kind no. of afraid on the fact check <laughs> after this but i think the meaty legend was something like one pound of cheese two pounds of sauce five pounds of meat and like a large oh. pie okay. so the the trick there is that if i eat the whole thing i will probably die anyway um so then death row it's irrelevant. It can't get I you. I go out on my own terms. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> that's that's power, a good strategy power moves, right power there. Power moves only. From whatever crime you committed to get there. <laughs> okay, silliest Halloween costume you've ever worn. Oh, yeah. This is... I have I have had some Halloween costumes, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but far and away, the silliest one has to be... I was a hermit crab. Like, like those little... Like, you go to, like... Um, one of those, like, podunk tourist trap towns that has all these stores and, like guaranteed one of them will have like a big hermit crab thing yes and so growing up i used to get them all the time because like they'd live for like one two years they were really like low maintenance pets um they i thought they were cool so i like constantly had hermit crabs couldn't you pick them up from like one of those earthbound stores to something like that i don't know (laughs) like yeah they were they were not hard to find and they were not expensive um so yeah, I mean, I think at the peak of like my hermit crab obsession, I must have asked my mom like I want to be a hermit crab for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so that costume consisted of like some oven mitts yes. and then one of those like a plastic tote that has the rope handles on it, you know, it's like circular. Yes. Um stuck my arms through that guy with the oven mitts. Done. 
Man, we need to find pictures and post that. Oh, 100%. We, no, we definitely have pictures. <laughs> but my mom, seriously, was the real MVP when it comes to Halloween costumes. I was Frodo Baggins. I was a hobo. I was uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. I was Steve Irwin. Like, none of those costumes were bought. Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Like, none of them were bought. My mom made all of them, and they yeah. were all legit. And so. you were my superhero hero, Thor. You are Thor recently. Oh, yeah, I was Thor. Mm-hmm. I was Thor, which had, that was like a leather jacket. Yep. Then my mom made this one, too, and I was in college, so yep. it was like, it was ridiculous. But, like, leather jacket with the sleeves cut off, like a thermal thing that looks like that chain mail that he has on his arms, mm-hmm. and then, like, pie pans for the, like, those metal discs that are on the jacket. That's my favorite. That's, like, I was wondering how she was going to put that together, the discs. Out of all of it, all of it was crazy and, and intricate, and I was like, that's oh, yeah. brilliant. No she's, no, she's got it on lock. Like, shout out, Mom. You crushed it. <laughs> Beautiful. Next, we have, um, what's your favorite place you've ever traveled to, Cam? I got to go with Alaska. Mm. We took an Alaskan cruise for our honeymoon, and it was pretty legit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got to get to Alaska. Favorite NFL athlete? All time. All time. Mm. Living oh, dead. Yeah, it's that's Kurt Warner. That's a just a just a great dude, mm. and just a ridiculously good player. Yep. So yeah, definitely Kurt Warner. Rest in peace, St. Louis Rams. Guilty pleasure TV series? Ooh, uh, Gossip Girl. Yes. It's, oh, it's got to be Gossip Girl. <laughs> So that's like one of my, that's, that's like, you know, whenever you do like fun facts at work or like in your college dorm or something like that. Like two truths, one lie. Yeah. Like I <laughs> watched, I watched the entirety of Gossip Girl in two weeks, like literally, literally two weeks. Bravo. Um, and that may not sound very impressive, but if you look back at the number of episodes in that show first and then how long each of those episodes are, it is, it is quite the feat. Like yes. it is it is insane so we should calculate the hours that it took it within within those two <laughs> weeks and just yeah. see like i remember when you were going through that phase because you would update me like all the plot lines because you're like hey you're gonna watch this i was like ah, i don't i don't know maybe and i did i watched like three seasons of it and then but you would keep keep me updated like listen this is what's going down right now man <laughs> oh yeah 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 just to get it off my chest yes you know because i was living with it you had to express it to someone and then you had all, all the speculation of who Gossip Girl actually was, and th- that was just wonderful. It was, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, to, to, to pull that off, you have to be in a mental state I don't think many people can get to. Like, I'm not trying to brag. <laughs> I, think, I think it's fine. I but think you legit, should own it. legit, I don't think many people can do that. Yeah. Try me. Do it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then tweet at me about it. Then we'll do a uh, kind of like a rapid fire uh, quiz, like who has the most knowledge of <laughs> yeah. Gossip Girl. Hashtag Team Blair for the record. Yeah, as you scoring at home. <laughs> All right, this next one for you, Cam, is going to be uh, multiple choice. Ooh, okay. Curveball. What is your favorite '90s animated superhero series? Mm. Here we go. Superman. Mm-hmm. Batman. Batman Beyond. X Men. Spider Man. Or Captain Planet. Oh wow, Captain Planet. Okay, okay, okay. That that went through me for a loop. I was not expect like after that list, I was not expecting Captain Planet. So right? I need to think about this. Um. Well, let's let's talk about Captain Planet though, for <laughs> real. For real, like, it, right? like <laughs> that show. First of all, incredible. Captain Planet is the dude. Like, he had the green hair. Mm-hmm. They all had those, like, rings that shot, like, different... Earth, fire, yeah, yeah. wind. No, it was legit. Mm-hmm. And also, in an era when we're revamping absolutely everything, mm-hmm. 
how in the world has Captain America or Captain Planet not been redone? Like that, it would play so well. Right. Like the Earth is literally dying. Like every scientist is like, oh, the Earth is like evaporating to bits. Um, we're terrible people. This would be like Captain Planet would mm. be perfect. I have to believe that like someone like Leonardo DiCaprio is in the background in Hollywood being like, hey, listen, we got to revamp Captain Planet. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. Like let's. He's just like he's just assembling a small revolution. It's been yeah. in the works for like ten years. Yes. Um, It'd be so. Oh no, great. you know you know what we need. We let's, need like we need like future Captain Planet. We need like Captain ooh. Planet twenty ninety nine. <laughs> like like the Earth is destroyed. This is like post apocalyptic. Oh. Like like Wally. Oh, one hundred percent destroyed. He's just walking around. He's got so his green hair has grown sho- grown shoulder length. Brown. It's, it's straight. Dingy. He's got like a bandana around his face. Yep. And he's like, Captain Planet. That isn't a name I've heard in ninety years. And and then the whole that's where it starts. He's like, people are like, you're the only one who can save us, Captain Planet. Yes. I mean, boom. Oh, that'd be that'd be. Can so we great. actually? Can I copyright that real quick? Like, yes. Please I'm kind of scared that somebody because that's a real like that would play. It's pretty fantastic. We need to we need to pause this and go file for the copyright. Captain right now. Planet 2099. That's that's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> I love it. You know, Any, years are coming back. Oh yeah, you asked me a question. Oh, you, what was it? Oh yeah. yeah, you asked me a rapid fire question. Well, before we answer the question, because Captain Planet is such a good tangent here. Yeah. You know, uh, when I when I was looking at my at all the 90s animated possibilities that you could pick through, I was I replayed Captain Planet for myself, and I was like, man, do I just remember the lyrics to the song or? Or is it this way? And I, I, oh, I, I played it back, and, and I was happily surprised that I remembered the first lyric says, "Captain Planet, he's our hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. Oh, nice. So I feel like whenever we do this, this Captain Planet twenty ninety nine, we have to have those lyrics in the oh, theme. Oh yeah, somewhere. Because wow, that is that is the theme. Gold. It's gold. It's like something. No one else could write that and have it be a hit. I mean, it, it was several seasons. Yeah. Captain Planet. Wow. Incredible themes. I love it. I love it. Okay. Question. Oh, wait, wait. I, I know. I remember the responses. So okay, I'm gonna, cool. I'm just going to answer it. Finally. Rapid fire. Um, Batman. It's got to be Batman. I think that. OG Batman. Yeah. I think that the, I think that Batman, Batman Beyond was legit. So good. Like, I think we've talked about that before. A live action Batman Beyond mm-hmm. would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that original Batman show, it just kind of changed the game. Like that that show and the Superman show sort of spawned off that era where they were making like a really good Justice League show and just got everybody kind of hyped about superheroes. Now I remember the um I remember the WB X-Men show too. I mean that was that was yep. good. But I think that that, and that X-Men Batman Evolution too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean that was a good era. I think Batman was the uh the shining star out of the bunch though. I sure. feel you. I feel you. Solid choice. Solid choice. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that Batman Beyond live action. Oh man, we all can you imagine? Deserve it. It's got to be Joseph Gordon-Levitt too. I think we talked about like we literally cast this movie one time. Yes, like it's 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 Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, and then it's Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton. Oh, because Michael Keaton was Batman, was Bruce Wayne. It's so perfect. Oh, it's that's money. That is money right there. They got to do it. They got to they got to make it happen. All right, number eight, current streaming show you are binging. Oh, I'm binging. I mean, I guess it's not a streaming show, but I am or binging any show. That's Big Little Lies, mm. which is really good. I like it. Yep. I did not read the book, so I, I've I've been hearing um, I've been hearing that the book is much better. Okay. Um, but the director of the show, um, Jean-Marc Vallée, mm-hmm. 
he directed Sharp Objects on HBO, the Amy Adams okay. series, and that was incredible as well. Um, this is really good. Season two, I'm a little nervous. I just I just watched episode one of season two last night, and they're kind of in uncharted territory there because like the book and season one line up exactly. So okay. like what they're doing now hasn't been written anywhere before. So now with the well, the author of the book is there going to be a? Do we know if there's going to be a sequel follow up? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard. But you saw Meryl in, in season two. Oh yeah, episode yeah. One. Meryl's there. Yep. she's fantastic. Yep. She like her her kind of like place in the plot has yet to be determined. I okay. think I think I can kind of tell where they're going with it after the first episode. But um, yeah, I mean, what a cast! Mm-hmm. What a cast! It, they're it's great. Some it's big really hitters great. there. And oh, they, for sure. They were they just um, cleaned up at the Golden Globes the the previous year. I remember they yes. were all nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, so bravo good, to them. Good show. Highly recommend it. Favorite breakfast food oh so i have to go with um, popcorn right popcorn oh right that would be the on-brand <laughs> answer wouldn't it um no i'm gonna go with uh my mom's breakfast casserole it's so good i mm-hmm. mean you're familiar with it by the way we we did not mention this but yep. kirk and i are brothers-in-law that's right so kirk is married to my sister so we have some shared experiences one of those shared experiences is my mother's breakfast casserole yes. and it is delicious it's so good it's often we get to pick a birthday meal every person in the family gets to pick a birthday meal and we celebrate and i it countless times that, that breakfast casserole has been picked oh, yeah. it's so many people's meal yeah because it's a loophole because it's kind of like the christmas di- it's the christmas mm-hmm. dish and so like people feel like that it's reserved for christmas but guess what you get to pick anything you want for your birthday dish no rules for birthday so dish it's a hack mm-hmm. you can get it whenever every birthday you can get it yep it's oh it's so good uh, favorite rom-com um okay so i would say that my favorite favorite rom-com is probably silver linings playbook mm-hmm. if you can count that yeah i'm a big david o russell guy i know that it's like it takes on a it, it's probably more like a dramedy than like a romantic comedy straight I th- up i think you're fair and then i think it's like the new age rom-com it's not your 90s rom-com it's your it's your 2010s rom-com i think it's very fair yeah so i mean if more i had to pick like a, a classic like very much like formulaic rom-com i think i'd have to pick hitch mm, mm-hmm. i love hitch classic it's a, it's Smith. just so good yep i gotta tell you mine because i just love i'm actually a big rom-com fan yeah uh don't know why just kind of in me that's okay I've always been live, searching live for your love. truth man yep. live your truth <laughs> until i found it <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah the proposal oh with, nice. uh, sandra bullock and uh, uh ryan, ryan reynolds. reynolds yep one of my favorites it's a good one it's a good one yep. it fits that formula betty white's you know. in that too so Which, i mean that's like that's unfair it's automatically good <laughs> you can't go wrong with that <laughs> and i got a bonus question for you cam oh have i already answered 10 that's 10 all right great number bonus, 11 bonus round why not people are getting to know us number 11 are you a morning person or a night owl oh so i'm a morning person mm-hmm. i'm not a night owl i wish every day that i was a night owl I gotcha. because i now have a small child and um so my my night starts at 8 30 which if you're not a night owl means you have very little time to like do stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and morning person in general, just not all that helpful. I mean, I guess you're like alert on the drive into work. You're kind of like cheery whenever Safe you driver. get there. Yeah. Um, outside of that though, no real benefits. If you're a night owl, you can like boost your productivity. Yeah. You have some more, some more you time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm definitely the night owl, um, but I spend it watching movies and TV, so See, I don't know I, if my productivity I is there. I envy you. I envy you. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so that's that's 10 questions each, and plus a bonus question. So, um, now you know everything about us. 
That's, that's it. how that's how that works. We just we passed up everything ever. Mm-hmm. And now you know absolutely everything about us. There's nothing else you could hope to know. You're good. You're Perfect. in our minds and our hearts forever. You're, and you're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> so we're going to move in. I want to go into movie news. We got a lot of movie news this week. Um, oh, but first, I should probably like tell people what this podcast is about. Good idea. Right? Okay. We're, we're really good at this. Okay. So our podcast is called Popcorn for Breakfast. And the whole idea behind that is like, when you, if you ever like go to a movie theater in the middle of the day and you see a guy like exiting an 8 a.m. showing of Baby Driver and like his hair's like crazy because he clearly just like rolled out of bed and went straight to the movies and he's by himself, that's popcorn for breakfast right there. Boom. Kirk and I have been that guy many times. Mm-hmm. I still am on a regular basis. It's like you just, you love movies. Sometimes, you know, when you're busy, you don't get to go to the movies as often, but. Um, you make it happen and that's yep. one of the ways you make it happen you take a day off you just take a day off and you just go or you just make arrangements for, for those little bitty kids and you say I gotta go see this movie yeah and just, and just if you are if you are a popcorn for breakfast dude in particular just make sure you got snacks if you're going to the movies alone, oh for sure don't be a creep just get some snacks even if you're not gonna eat them that's because people will be scared of you they will it's a fact so that's that's rule number one snacks mm-hmm. I mean I'm talking probably popcorn and drink yeah, you, you got to have both. That yeah. makes you normal. Right. Nobody's eating pop. No sane person is eating popcorn without a drink because popcorn's salty. It dries your mouth out. People are going to be like, this, that, that guy, there's something right. wrong with that guy. Um, rule number two He's is... He's an alien or something, yeah. Rule number two is like, if you're going to the movies alone, sometimes you're going at weird times. There's not going to be very many people in that theater. Mm-hmm. So you have to sit far away from those people. Yes. If that means you're sitting front row with your neck like snapped back mm-hmm. and in pain, uh, hey, that's, that's it. You know? Like you can't be sitting you know, two seats away from somebody in a, in an empty movie no. theater. That's Even if it's like assigned seating and it's empty, just move seats. Like, don't worry about the usher coming to tell you no one's coming. Yeah. No, get out of the way. You got Yeah. You got to get out of the way. Um, so yeah, that's that, that kind of mantra. That's, that's popcorn for breakfast. Like people mm-hmm. who live and breathe movies, uh, it by no means means that you have to do that to listen to this show. We're going right. to try to talk about every movie. Um, we, so what you can expect on this show, I think, is we're going to talk about movies. I can't guarantee that we're only going to talk about movies, considering the fact that we've already talked about things that are not movie related. Mm-hmm. So that's out the window right away. But we will talk about movies. We'll talk about TV shows, entertainment. Um, what we'll also do, and Kirk, this is your first time hearing it, so we're just making this up on oh, the fly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't like it, just let me know right now. Um, otherwise, it's etched in stone forever and we can't go back. Oh, but dear. here's what I think we need to do is like, it would be easy for us to sit here and every time we're doing a pod, like pick a movie that we already wanted to see. Right. But the movies that we want to see are often not like, they're not always the big blockbuster. Like this week it worked out because Spider-Man is big, but like there are sometimes movies that are big hits that like you and I might not choose to see either. We don't know the history of it or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I still think we should go see the movie and make make this like a podcast of the people, you know. Make sure yes. that we're talking about what's current, what everybody's going to be talking about at work. Yep. We'll get you the the water cooler deets. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's what we're going to try to do. Um we're going to we're going to do these episodes every 2 weeks for now. So this week we're reviewing Spider-Man Far From Home. Next next episode, which is in 2 weeks, we're going to be doing Lion King, mm-hmm. which I'm super stoked about. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah. that's just a bit on the show. Um, so, so now, now we can actually get into the show. We can talk about movie news. Cause this was, this was a big week. Like there was a lot going on. I feel like there was, um, I want to start 
selfishly, I want to start with this trailer for Knives Out, which looks like a totally bananas movie. Uh, so it's directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, you know Ryan Johnson. He directed Star Wars The Last Jedi. He, he also wrote that film. He wrote and directed Looper, mm-hmm. wrote and directed a movie called Brick, which if you have not seen that movie, I highly recommend it. Um, this cast is wild to the max. So like, let's run through it. We get, we've got Daniel Craig, who's not playing Daniel Craig. Not mm-hmm. like... Not British Daniel Craig, but like Southern draw Daniel Craig, like investigator from Savannah, Georgia. Like whenever I think about this, so this movie is like a whodunit, you know, and it's as if somebody watched the episode. It's as if Ryan Johnson watched the episode of The Office where they play that game that's like bells and bourbon or whatever and he and and Michael Scott plays Caleb Crawdad Mm -hmm. like that is Daniel Craig. Yes. So we got that. Then we've got Jamie Lee Curtis, which she, I mean, she's back, right? Which that, that's crazy. I haven't seen her in anything in a while. I mean, I know there's been the Halloween resurgence and yeah, stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, like, it's, it's exciting to get her back. Yeah, she's back. She's yeah. back in a big way. So Jamie Lee Curtis. And then you got who I think is the most interesting person on the cast um, is Chris Evans. Yes. Who's fresh off of that whole Avengers deal. And he looks like from the trailer... He's ready to like leave Captain America in the past and start taking on some roles that are going to be a little bit different for him. Right, right, which is a good move, right? Because like he was fantastic as Captain America. We never wanted to see him go, but when you t- when you take that change, you have to make a good transition. So this role seems pretty kooky, and I like I like kooky roles and yeah. quirky ones. So yeah. um, I'm for it. Yeah, yeah, and then finally um, Michael Shannon. Yes, which that guy is a trip and yes, a half. He is. Uh, <laughs> I, I really like Michael Shannon. He's he's absolutely insane, um, but he always does a good job. He was great in Mud. I think Mud is the one that I always think of for him, but also Shape of Water. I, I can't get that that line out of my head from Shape of Water where he's in the bathroom and he says, a man only washes his hand before or after going to the bathroom, not both. <laughs> yes, that's right. And then Octavia Spencer's like, wait, what? Yes. And I think we're all like, wait, what? And he washes his hands before, which gross, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Weird. <laughs> you, Weird. Do, you do you, Michael Shannon. I feel like that's probably just a daily thing for him. I don't think it was a line for the character. I think that's just Michael Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I agree. I think like he's improving. Yes. <laughs> he's just like going off the cuff. He's like, oh, we got a scene in the bathroom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit my line. Yeah. yeah. This is my line. And Guillermo is probably just like, uh, just, just roll. He's just like, cool, going. man. Cool. What, what, like, do you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so Knives Out, what, what are we thinking about this movie? How, how do we feel? Um, I need more information. Okay. It's, um, I get weary of star-studded casts like this. Um, it should, in all, in all formulas, it should be good. Should be good. However, sometimes when you get that much star power, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I would call it the gangster squad effect. Yes. I'm coining that. Mm, Never yes. has there been, in my mind, a more disappointing movie I mean, I was jazzed for this movie. I didn't read anything about it going in because I'm like, this is a this is a shoe in. Like, we got Josh Brolin, we got Ryan Gosling. Um, I think Ben Affleck was in that movie. Um, was Ben Affleck in that movie? That I can't find. Emma Stone was in this movie. Oh yeah, Emma Stone's in it. Giovanni Ribisi, which is I love him. He's okay. in Sneaky Pete on. Oh Amazon yeah, yeah, Prime yeah. Right that's now. right. That's right. That's right. And, and uh, Gone in sixty seconds and a number of other films, but not seeing ben affleck but maybe he played a smaller oh, role okay. i felt like he was in there too just because he plays a game well you know what he, you know what movie he's in that looks exactly like gangster squad is that night what is that movie called oh, yeah run the night no it's like i don't know it's um 
hold on. Day day and night or day. Let's look it up. Pause. <laughs> this kidding. is bad radio. This is this is what we in the Gone the, Girl is Runner Runner the town. Um, oh, it was the one that he like directed. Live by night. Li- live by night. Live by night. That's right. There it is. That's right. Um, which I didn't see that movie, but it looks it looks bad. He was wearing a bad hat in the trailer, which is always an indication like this is not going in a good spot. And a little bit of an oversized suit too. Right. You know. That's true. That's uh, true. Um. Anyway, so back to Gangster Squad. Nick Nolte. Oh, Nick Anthony Nolte. Mackie, that's right. That's right. Michael Pena. Like, there's so many great people in this movie. Yeah. Terrible movie. Uh, I think I do not think I'm alone on that take. I doubt that anybody out there is going to die on the hill for Gangster Squad. No. Um. It's a fair point. So yeah, th- this c- this could be Gangster Squad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what I will say to counter that is that our friend Ryan Johnson is a great filmmaker. Like, I'm not going to get into The Last Jedi stuff because I know that that's, like, the hottest of hot topics and people have takes, like, takes on takes on takes on that movie Mm -hmm. and not going to go there. But Looper, really good. Brick, really good. And the thing that those movies have in common is, like, this very specific aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So Brick, um, if you haven't seen the movie, is, like, high school drama turned noir film. And and he nailed it. I mean, like, the, the cinematography it matches that in like that um like sepia or sepia tone whatever mm-hmm. you call that that he has throughout the movie it totally matches like what you would see in some of those like raymond chandler adaptations or maltese falcon like stuff like that from back in the day yes he, it, it's good um and then looper you've got like the steampunk futuristic post-apocalyptic deal yep and that and then the, I, think, I think that movie looks great yep so i'm with this being such a specific aesthetic with it being like agatha christie um like almost like clue like you just like yes. it's like the clue movie in like a way it's like flipped around plus like murder on the orient express yeah, like yeah, all yeah. that like mixed together yeah yeah with it being so specific i think he's gonna crush it so yeah. I'm, I'm very hopeful i have hopes i need more information i'll wait for hopefully trailer two will get me more of the uh i don't know how much you can give away on a whodunit on, a, on the plot but oh sure give me a trailer two. to show a little bit more of the characters interacting with each maybe, other maybe we'll follow up once that other trailer comes yeah through for sure but I in can... the meantime make sure to go check out that trailer mm-hmm. um if you haven't seen it i mean it's all over my timeline so if you haven't seen it go go check it out all right bit of news number two vanessa kirby mm-hmm. of the crown fame um she is being considered reportedly to play catwoman Mm. in this matt reeves adaptation of batman which they're calling the batman Mm -hmm. um and this doesn't really have anything to do with vanessa kirby like she's she's kind of on the rise i think she's great she was good in mission impossible yep she's in this hobbs and shaw movie that's coming out which okay is basically like the same character she played in mission impossible it looks like so i mean she's she's kind of a hot name right now yep um what i'm concerned about is i feel our friends at dc may be back to their old tricks again um and just so we can set the record straight like kirk and i are both dc fans not not dc extended universe movie fans but we are we do like the characters i love the comics they just they've had a rough 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 go of it right so that's a that's a normal accepted you know consensus and i feel like everyone's still rooting for dc even if you're a Marvel loyal to loyalist, because you know you can't not like the characters. No, no, they yeah, they're great. Just, I mean, there's some classics. You're holding on. You're like, come on, you know, like we got some, we got some shining lights and Wonder Woman and Shazam. Like, let's let's just keep pushing the needle. Let's let's get them to what's good. You know? Yeah, I agree. And so, what's really concerning about this to me, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. 
is why are we doing Catwoman again? So this just feels to me so you know Marvel when they did the Avengers they did a really masterful job of slow burning it. It was like Iron Man was all about Iron Man and then in the end credits scene it was like the Avengers initiative. Thor same way. Captain America same way. Like they built it up over time and then they gave it to you. DC has been so clumsy about that. Like they totally blew it with the justice league they they had so they had batman versus superman and right away they were like oh the justice league here's the justice league and yeah let's introduce all of them in six I'm minutes like, and then go forth with the plot <laughs> right like like come on guys Get, <laughs> you, you gotta be a little bit more subtle like i know you're excited yeah but don't don't be like us be better than that yes um and so we just had a Catwoman. we had a we had a good one anna hathaway mm-hmm. i thought she was really good in the dark knight rises oh yeah um so there are about a billion villains for Batman or just DC villains in general. Why are we dusting off Catwoman? Like, why can't we just play it slow? Chris Nolan and Batman Begins had Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. And I mean, mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul is big to people who know the comics, but he's not the Joker. Right. You know, he's not Two-Face. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think you got to slow play it a little bit. And I'm, I'm worried. I want Matt Reeves' Batman adaptation to be good. I really do. Yep. Um, Which there's potential to, right? Because he he directed Cloverfield and the final two Planet of the Apes um, yeah. the reboot War and um, Which Dawn and War Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the underrated Apes. underrated series so good for sure really good yeah so I feel like there is some really good potential here yeah I don't think he'll mess it up as long as he has control over it yeah <laughs> I'm I'm a little concerned yeah. I'm a little concerned so we'll wait and see I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm just saying. Maybe maybe not with the Catwoman. I'm right with you on the Catwoman. Yeah. It's too soon. It's too soon. Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012-ish. Yeah, 12. 12 and yep. it's uh it, it was and it was a great portrayal. That's like if I mean it would be just the same as how they did the Joker right again. It was too soon. It, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was way too soon. Yeah. So let's not make that mistake again. No, I agree. I agree. Let's hold off. Okay, so more casting news. I think we're going to go casting news for the rest of this because there's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So lots of big casting news coming out for Little Mermaid this week, which is, of course, the live-action remake Little Mermaid. Um, We got our Ariel, which is Halle Bailey, not to be confused with Halle Berry. I saw Halle Berry's mentions on Twitter were blowing up. (laughs) I'm like, guys, you've got to read. Like, You've got to read this. Yes. Um, So, I mean, that casting decision, I think, is true to form for, for Disney in that we don't really know who Halle Bailey is. She's, yep. she's young. We, we don't know much about her, which is how they tried to do it with their big name people, save Emma Watson. I think Emma Watson was their biggest like leading lady. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the other casting news around this movie that I'm interested in. So we got Jacob Tremblay and Aquafina. Jacob Tremblay is going to be Flounder. Or this is, I mean, this is all reported. Um, and Aquafina is reportedly like in talks for Scuttle. Okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, that'll be fun. That sounds fine. I love that Jacob Tremblay boy. But this is the one that cracked me up. Um, Melissa McCarthy being considered for Ursula. And this is not because I don't think Melissa McCarthy would do a good job. Mm -hmm. But don't you think it's kind of hilarious that, like, literally anybody, anybody, if you were like, hey, let's cast the Little Mermaid live action. They're going to be like, who do you want to play Ursula? They're going to be like, Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) So I don't feel I'm a little worried about like who they're hiring to cast these remakes because they could have pulled somebody off the street to make that decision. Yes. Like one of those late night talk show like on the street, you know. Yeah. Billy Eichner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I I at least want to see that like 
there were other considerations. Yeah. Let's not just like go straight to Melissa McCarthy and that's it. Right. Let's consider the all the aspects of this role. Like, I don't know. Can Melissa McCarthy sing? I have no clue. I legitimately don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I saw someone's, uh, someone say online recently that Queen Latifah could be Ooh. the queen, right? I like that. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. You know she can sing. Yeah, um, she's good. I mean, Rebel Wilson we know can sing. I mean, I know that she's like... See, this is what I'm doing. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, who's who's an overweight what? woman that I can choose to play Ursula? But Rebel Wilson's great. She's funny. Oh yeah, she can sing. We know that. Yep. Um, yeah. So Disney, if you're looking for casting directors for your next live action, I got you. Mm-hmm. My phone is always available. Give me a call. That's right. We'll we'll nail it. Me actually, me and Kirk will both will volunteer ourselves. Yep, we're actually moving out to LA tomorrow. This is the last first and last. Yeah, this is podcast. Yep, yep exactly. So <laughs> it's been fun. Um, okay, one one more. This is also casting news. Okay, our buddy Boz Lerman. Okay. So for those of you who don't know Boz Lerman, if you've seen Romeo and Juliet, this is the Leonardo DiCaprio Claire Danes. If you've seen The Great Gatsby, which is Leo. Uh, Moulin Rouge. My favorite. That's Boz. That's Boz. So some people like it. Some people don't like it. I like a lot of his stuff. I don't like some of his stuff. Anyway, he's directing a biopic around Elvis. At least that's that's the word on the street. And so they're trying to cast Elvis, which tall order for sure. Really big. Um, but three names caught my eye on this list, and I think they're the ones that everybody's talking about. Number one, we got Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver, I mean, he was great in that movie. Divergent series, also. He was in the Divergent series, which, ouch. Um, <laughs> tough. That's, that's a tough one. Rest in peace, um, also. <laughs> and then and then he's also cast in this West Side Story adaptation that yes. Steven Spielberg is directing. Um, so that's interesting. So we, we assume he can sing, right? We kind of got a little bit of a taste of it in Baby Driver, I guess. But if you're playing... I assume he's playing Tony mm-hmm. in the West and West End story. If you, you're playing that role, you got to sing. So I assume you can sing. Um, so that's number one. Then number two, Harry Styles of One Direction fame. One Direction. And he's now a bona fide actor because mm-hmm. he was in Dunkirk. Yep. And he was good. He was good. Surprisingly good. Yeah. He, he was good. Like, and not like I'm just, I'm a, I'm a, a heartthrob and I'm, I did good. I did way better than everyone expected. Like he was legitimately good he was at what le- he did. He was, he was objectively good in them. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's an exciting name, I think. And then finally, um, Miles Teller, mm-hmm. which poor Miles, he, he's had tough sledding for a little bit here. Like he's, he's in a bit of a, he's in a bit of a, a trough mm-hmm. here in his career. Now he was on top of the world for yeah. a while there. Um, Whiplash, mm-hmm. incredible. He was so good in that. Spectacular Now, which is a movie that I love. Big fan favorite. Yeah. Um, so also would, it would be, in the Divergent series. Also in the Divergent <laughs> series. Weird. Yes. There's some weird connection going on here. Maybe Harry Styles is like secretly in the Divergent series, <laughs> maybe. or maybe he just like is a Divergent super fan. Yes, he's connected in some way. Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about these three. I want to hear who you want. Okay. And I want to hear why. Okay, I've got some some reasons for each of these. Um, I feel like any one of them could be it, um, and here's here's how I'll, I'll separate them out. So, let's go with Miles Teller. Miles Teller has the perfect head shape to play Elvis Presley. Straight up, I mean, just the the squareness, the size, even the eyes. I feel like you put him on a poster and you'd be like, oh, it's Elvis. Oh wait, oh it's Miles. Oh, Teller he's got the hair Elvis. too. Yeah, he's got the hair. I mean, he's if we're going simple. on looks, if we're going on looks, looks. 
it's done he Miles checks Teller. all the boxes done 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 i'm a big elvis fan by the way too so hearing that this is happening and i hope it comes to full fruition with boz i'm really excited i think it's a good move for boz lerman as well um great gatsby some people loved it some people hated it i did not like it i will just say that and i, I didn't see it i was yeah. not a fan and i actually am in the camp where i liked the book mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty overindulgent i mm. thought it was thought there was a lot going on and i know that's kind of like the theme of the great gatsby but i was not a fan yeah but i, I mean i am a fan i would love the romeo and juliet movie i like moulin rouge a lot yep. so i mean he's good i'm just i'm a little worried here moulin rouge is so good um so it's a good it's a good move for him to pick up this biopic of a, of a musical star you know with yeah let's talk, let's talk about freddie mercury and bohemian rhapsody and let's mm-hmm. talk about um elton john and rocket man so this is this is right up what needs to happen next it would be fantastic it will make tons of money it would um it's a great idea so miles teller perfect head shape um ansel i think ansel is probably the most compatible to boz because he's Mm. got his head in the clouds he's super artistic he's out there that's what makes him so unique as an actor and i feel like with that kind of mentality i think he could work really well in that role yeah so he's already worked with some pretty charismatic directors or Mm -hmm. is working with like he's worked with edgar Edgar wright yeah you know he's a very stylistic guy he's Mm -hmm. got a very specific taste he's kind of like mini tarantino in my my opinion Mm -hmm. now he's working with spielberg Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I mean, I like that take. I think I think he would be um, right in, on the same wavelength as Boz in terms of creative yep. ability. And for that reason, I think he'll get the pick. But if I had to pick, I would choose none other than Harry Styles as, Ooh, okay. as Mr. Elvis Presley. So so yeah, talk to me about this. Is this like, let's see it, Harry Styles? Like we we got a taste in Dunkirk. Can mm-hmm. you like let's p- put all your cards on the table? Let's see if you can carry a movie that's exactly right and i think he'd be successful at it too so he's already been this heartthrob icon to millions of of girls and women right he's got the hair as well he can do anything with that hair on his head yep and uh i think it'd be i think it'd be pretty good for him yeah i just i think it's a good fit yeah i mean if he's gonna if this is where he wants to go i mean this is the way to blaze that path Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go i have to go miles teller I'm yep. rooting for him. I'm rooting for Miles Teller. I Gotta like, come back on top. Yeah, I like his style. He's a good actor. I know he just needs it. He just needs a couple of good projects mm-hmm. here, and he'll be right back on track. Shake off Fantastic Four and never. <laughs> Ooh, never look back. yeah. Remember that? <sighs> that? I don't want to. Remember. <laughs> and that cast was bizarre, but like could have been good under the right direction and with good writing. It was like him and Rooney Mara, right? And or my, Kate Mara? Uh, Kate Mara. Kate. Michael and B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. Yeah. And Billy Elliot, what's his name? Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, I uh, love that guy. Um, yeah. So I, I think he's he's had a he's had a rough go of late. We wish him the best. I want, I want Miles. I want Miles back in the forefront because I think he's I think he's that guy. Yes, Jamie Bell. Oh, Jamie Bell. There it Got is. it. Got <laughs> it. Um, okay, so that, that's it for movie news. That's what I had this week. It's a big week. That is very big. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts there. So we'll keep an eye on those stories, um, and hopefully we can have follow ups a little later on. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, for the main event. So we, for those of you that are concerned, we're not doing spoilers. This is a spoiler-free review of Spider-Man, and I'm saying that again, Kirk, for you. <laughs> I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, everyone will hate you if you do it. Um, I mean, we can edit it out, but I personally will feel upset. Yep. So don't yep. mess it up. No pressure, but it's 
a lot of pressure. Um, we're reviewing Far- Spider-Man Har- Far From Home. Oh, there could be, there actually could be some in-game spoilers in here. Be- yeah. Because but- we're, we're kind of past the moratorium period, right, on that? Yeah, you know, the, the Russo brothers announced it when it was time. Oh, done deal. You know, it was like two weeks after Endgame. They said, okay, if you haven't seen it by now, that's that's on you. We, right. res- we still love you and respect you, but get go, go see the movie. Right, if you get spoiled. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Endgame, like, have your earmuffs ready to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Far From Home, I would say, yeah, definitely still in the, the don't say anything right, yet, and we will right. not. Yep, so let's let's jump into this. I, I have lots of thoughts on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um weirdly you and i saw this movie at the exact same time in the exact same building but not well not the exact same time and yep but it was the exact same building and different auditoriums. 7 20 p.m what my my start time 7 40 p.m was your start time yeah so we were communicating telepathically during the the movie mm-hmm. um and we we synced up afterwards this is a good movie this is a really really good movie mm-hmm. there this movie does a lot well and i think homecoming was good like Homecoming was really good, but I think what we what we got in Homecoming is something that Marvel tends to do, which is they like to put a straight trajectory on where they're going to go with the character and test it out. So I would say like an example of them doing this well, an example of them doing this not as well. So um, Captain America, they were like, this is the theme, this is the character, this is where we're going. Captain America 1, very good movie. Captain America 2, leaps and bounds better even, mm-hmm. even, even than the first one. And, it's, and they're both good. Yep. Um, I think they, they're doing the same thing here. And, and the example of the bad one was uh, Thor, which they needed to kind of pivot with Thor. Because yep. like, Thor 1 was good, but then Thor 2 kind of missed the mark. Right. And Thor 3, they went in a completely different direction. Like right. Completely different. So they, they resolved it later, but right. yeah, from 1 to 2 from one was to two, an issue for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they've done it well here. And yeah. so they felt comfortable with how homecoming was received. And so this one, it was like confident Marvel. They're like, we're going to flex our muscles a little bit and yep. make a really good movie. So this movie, the cast was incredible. Tom Holland, dude, Tom mm-hmm. Holland. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. I, I don't need, I don't know what to say. He's popping up everywhere. He's going to be like, he's going to be, I don't know, like, what Clooney, Ryan Gosling, like Maybe. he's he's gonna be that guy. He's, he's in so much. Yeah, he is in everything. I I, I went and saw uh, Toy Story four with my kids the other day, and he was in two. He's in two kids movies, two um, voiceover movies. Oh yes, the coming up. that spy one with Will Smith. Yeah, and, and then, onward, and then onward, yeah. which is the Pixar movie. I was like, wow, and then all of the other things that that are popping up on his plate yeah, too. So he's in in addition to all the marvel that's left over Mm -hmm. too so come on man busy guy he's so good he's really good he's really good in this movie jake gyllenhaal makes his appearance in the mcu something you and i were stoked about yes and it pays off in a huge way Mm -hmm. like it's he is great the chemistry between him and tom holland those scenes where they're talking to each other and just trading dialogue so 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 good Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, we got exactly what I thought we would get from Jake Gyllenhaal and a little bit more. I thought he was incredible. And I think overall, this movie just worked. Like, it was hilarious. It was actually one of the funnier Marvel movies that I can remember. It was a true coming-of-age romance story. They played it really well. And not to mention, like, this thing is not self-contained. Like, sometimes with sequels, Marvel has a tendency to make sequels that are kind of like 
they don't really have implications for the larger universe. This was not that. Mm-hmm. This this one this like without giving spoilers, this could affect the Marvel universe send shockwaves through it as we head into the next few phases. So I thought that was good. Yep. Um and they keep you guessing. I I mean we I think I had an expectation of what was going to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. It did not happen the way that I thought it was going to go. Yep. Um, and so that's good. That's what I always want. I, I That's what I always want. So if I'm going to rate this movie... Oh, so let me nitpick this movie just a little bit Ooh, real quick. Okay. Because um, I'm getting a little nitpicky. We got a way different MJ in this movie. Yes. So Zendaya, she plays MJ. She... So... And this is what's weird, is I thought she was good in Homecoming... And I thought she was good and far from home, but I thought the character was totally different. Like there are moments where this, this character feels like the old one feels like the homecoming one, but the rest of the time mm-hmm. it's like night and day. Right. Um, so continuity from a continuity perspective, I have a little bit of a problem with that, mm-hmm. but not, a, not a huge problem. Right. Um, so when I rate this movie, I'm going to go, and I could have gone higher here, but I want to keep myself safe. Okay. I don't want to go too high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 9.2 out of 10. Kernels. Ooh, kernels. That's right. Kernels. That's that's what we're going to measure by. Brought to you this is, straight from here. That's right. You guys, popcorn for breakfast. You get it? Popcorn. Got it. The popcorn yeah. comes from kernels. We are, uh, we're super clever. So there you go. 9.2 <laughs> out of 10 kernels. This is, a this is um, I think whenever I walked out of the theater and saw you, I was like, mm-hmm. that's a top five Marvel movie. Yep. So we'll see. We're doing top five later. We'll see. Like that was a few days ago. I've gone back and forth on this list. Yep. Like we'll see where we land, but that's where I'm at right now. 9. Stay 2. tuned on this mess on this podcast podcast. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it. So good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I talk really well. <laughs> All right. Um, let, let's hear it. What do you, what do you got on I, Spider-Man? I loved it. Let me not spoil this. So let me take a deep breath. Yeah. Focus. Focus. Yeah, let me break this down for in the best ways I can without giving it away. So Tom Holland, he did such a good job. Like you said, there was a there was a lot of the love story in this one. It did such a good job of balancing his personal life and the superhero, the duality uh, of that. Just so incredible. Um, then of course Jake Gyllenhaal, he's the master at anything he attempts. I feel like he he never does anything halfway every nuance to slight eye movements to the way he walks and interacts with different people is so carefully thought out he has these unique character emotions plus his bag of tricks like every actor has their bag of tricks they can do they have like their trademark that they try to put in every movie which is great and you love him for that but then jake gyllenhaal does that and then he amplifies it to another world and it's just like i love you like yeah yeah no so like when I talk about this movie, the one one way you can analyze an actor is like, watch them when they're in a scene and they're not talking. Mm-hmm. Like when they're not the focal point, if they're still working hard and they are believable, that's a good acting performance. This is and this is something that Jake Gyllenhaal just nails. He mm-hmm. does it. He does it really well in this movie. Yeah, yeah, the entire time. Um, yeah, everything is intentional. Like any of the any of the fight scenes, every movement of Spider-Man. So if he's flying through the air. 
it's not just carelessly it's it's like it's like looking in the storyboard of the comic book lifted from the pages the way he moves his hand to his legs to what form he's in you know like are his legs like in his chest or are they sprawled out as he's like attacking or defeating other people and it's so it's so intentional and and so thoughtful and there's a good formula change with this like so right we were look we were talking about you know the twists and how they would unfold um the big thing you you probably already know this if you don't you should it's not this isn't a spoiler this is just comic book lore that mysterio is a villain so we all knew that even though jake gyllenhaal is mysterio we knew that they're buddies in the trailer but we know he's a villain but what is that twist exactly how do we get there and that is what they what marvel was still able to do with such a surprise and such authenticity to like everyone had expectations like oh it's gonna happen this way or that way and then it was like no here you go this is how we're telling this story right right ah so good yeah yeah go see it it was great so where do you land on score oh yeah my kernels how many kernels are we talking here okay i gotta go 9.5 9.5 kernels. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. See, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good score. I could have mm-hmm. gone higher. I could have. I'm a little, I was a little scared. It's a lot that's of pressure. Fine. That's fine. I want to put myself in the box. But yeah, I mean, you got to go see this movie. If you yes. didn't get a chance to see it over the weekend, go see it. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, I'm fairly confident that most people who see it will enjoy it. It's got something for absolutely everybody. Yep. Go check it out. You're going to laugh so hard, guys. There, I have the I have in my notes that stole the show, Martin Starr and J.B. Oh. Smoove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, J.B. Smoove was so good. So good. And, like, yeah, him and Martin Starr, what a dynamic. Yes. They play the teachers uh, taking the kids on this European trip. And, uh, oh, my gosh, they're, they're so perfect. They make no sense that they're together. And that's why they make absolute sense in this, in this dynamic. Oh, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. You will it's be great. crying uh, from their hilarity. So. Yeah, agreed. Um, so that's, that's our review. That's, uh, that's Spider-Man Far From Home. Go check it out. With that. We are at the end of the what they're calling the Infinity Saga, so Phase One, Two, and Three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Not to get technical on you there, mm-hmm. um, that's technical. Kind of weird that like this is the end because there was literally a movie called Endgame that, <laughs> that yes. like felt pretty final in a lot of ways. So the fact that it's like, oh yeah, that was Endgame, but check it out, like we got this other Spider-Man <laughs> movie, and then that's the end of Phase Three. Surprise! It's kind of weird. Um, anyway, that's where we're at. I'm sad to see it go. Can we safely say that we will never see anything like that again? Oh, yeah. I mean, Nothing. incredible. It, it's the bar that they've been able to set for themselves mm-hmm. is extremely high. The consistency of the quality of movies that they're spinning out, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, infi- I think Avengers Endgame, it's just, it's it's something we'll never see again. Yeah. And, 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 not, and it's not that Marvel won't do it again because they will. I mean, there will be other Avengers movies right. that have similar stakes, similar scale, but this was the first time we were seeing it. Right. And it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely incredible. 23 movies. Yeah. 23 movies where the storyline played out. Insane. Yeah. Um, so, so let's recap it. As we say goodbye to the Infinity Saga, let's, let's break it down to our top five films, if we can do it. I think this is tough. I've literally been sitting here, like, as we're talking. I'm mm-hmm. looking at my list. I'm just, just, like, staring at it. And I've made edits. And I, I'm still, like, I'm going to make some, some gut calls. I'll, I'll live okay. with whatever I decide on, <laughs> but I'm going to make some gut calls here because it's close. Whatever ends up in the final recording, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And you can <laughs> hold me to that. So let's, let's start on this. We got five movies. 
that we can choose. We're going to start at number five. Okay. We're each going to give our picks, and we're just going to go up to till we get to number one. So do you want to kick us off? I will. Number five. Top five. I'm going to go with Thor. Oh, Thor one. OG. Thor oh, one. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I think that's a surprise pick. Yes. I really do. I do think so, too. You know, we had all these origin stories of our, of our initial Avengers, and Thor was one that you know pretty common that people didn't know much about thor other than he was the god of thunder yeah he was this this myth that was turned into a comic book and uh what i love about that first thor is was how was where chris hemsworth was was in at his career he had just come off of uh the star trek reboot he was in the first five minutes of star trek one where he made us all cry within moments like five minutes of screen time and then he was hired for this and i was like okay i have no idea what thor is about but i love chris hemsworth yeah he started popping up everywhere yeah everywhere so i'm uh this this one like it it got me and and he's my favorite favorite superhero because of his story and perfect way to like enter the the world of of the cosmics uh into like okay we have these people who are who have superpower because of they got a serum or they're just super smart or whatever it might be but then we have thor who's from another realm yeah tough character to weave in yes for sure and Mm -hmm. and by the end of it just like to jump in on this thor's arc is the best right Mm -hmm. his his story arc his character goes through so much and i mean like what he goes through he goes through a significant life event in every single film. Yes. I mean, he's got the death of his mother in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even in Ultron, like him and Jane are no more, right? Or when does that happen? Like that happens somewhere along there. Yep. You've got, you know, the whole Hela thing in Ragnarok. You've got him like not being able to seal the deal with Thanos in Infinity War. Yep. There's a lot. Like, and and by the end, they oh, you got the, he like legitimately they use him to show how mental illness can affect people like chronic depression, which yes. is really interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, good, good for them. I think Thor is Thor just, he's the best. So good. Yeah. Um, okay. My number five, let's go. We just talked about it for Spider-Man far from home. There it is. It, it made it. It made it. Okay. So that wasn't <laughs> just like, that wasn't just me. It wasn't hyperbole. Okay. That's, yep. It's top five. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it there. I think it is that good. I think it deserves it. Um, I think we'll remember this movie for a long time. I think that one more, one more good movie in this Spider-Man trilogy, and it will, or if it is going to be a trilogy, who mm-hmm. knows where they stop it? He'll, it'll be better than what we got out of Captain America, which I think is one of the best modern action series that we have. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that's the level that it's on. It's it's right there. Yep. I think it's on on its way there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Holland spoiled that there would be three, but not that it's really a spoiler. We kind of expect three. Yeah. But and I mean, with his age, absolutely, they could go. Who knows? They could go forever. Deep. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, okay, number four. Number four. My number four. Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so it made both of our top five. So yes, that, it did. that should say that should say something. That should say something right yeah. there. Yeah. Each each movie just increases the stakes and connects more, and that it's there. Okay, my number four. I've got Captain America: The Winter Soldier. So um, love this movie. I thought that this movie. I didn't know what to expect with it. Yeah. I was a little bit nervous because we were coming off Thor Dark World, which I think most people agree is like kind of the low point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the lowest point, but it is a low point. Yeah. And so the sequels were not going well. Iron Man 2 was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor Dark World was not great. So this was a really a prove-it movie. And it wasn't just good. It was incredible. It was yes. incredible. The way that they, they take you along and they kind of lull you to sleep with this like, oh, this is how this movie is going to go. And then it's like, 
boom, here's, here's this whole Hydra thing. Like it's still here. Yes. Um, what is that? Um, what's that guy's name? The little guy with the glasses. What's his character's name? Um, Dr. Zola. Zola. Yeah. Yes. Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. Sorry. Um, so Arnim Zola makes an appearance. He's like living in that computer. It's yes. insane. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's so good. It's mm-hmm. its really good. I go back and watch that one all the time. So that's thats number four for me. Such a big shakeup. Great, great choice. Number three for me. This this one's, I don't know if I'm going to get some heat for this or not, but number three for me is Avengers Endgame. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's still top five. You think you're getting heat because it's too low? I, it might be. I okay, don't know. Okay, okay, okay. No, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah, but Endgame. Loved it. Um, they can't do it. They, they, they couldn't have done it. In a, in a better way um and that's why it's up there yeah right not many things i mean there's really nothing wrong with it but there are just reasons why it's in the three spot yeah i mean i think at this point two. like you get to the point where it's just like this movie means more to me it yes. just means more um and it, de- it depends on where you were in life when you saw that movie that's right and and all of those things so i mean yeah it, it avengers endgame may very well be the best of the bunch but it doesn't mean that it's like number one in everybody's top five exactly Okay, number three, I'm going back to the very beginning. Iron Man, OG, the original. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I remember having zero expectations for this Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, I was familiar with Iron Man, but I I honestly read more DC Comics growing up than I did Marvel. Yep. Um, Wasn't familiar with Robert Downey Jr. I mean, come to find out that he was in a really bad place in his career, so for them to do that, for them to make a movie that was so, so good, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we would not be where we're at without that movie. If that movie, if that movie stinks, we're, there's no chance we're here. Nope. No way at all. And, and it, they crushed it. Yeah, I mean, it was so good. We got Jeff Bridges as uh, Obadiah Stane. Yes. Which is just, it's a great performance. He's a great character. And uh, John Favreau, he's just proves, again, he's a great director. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he was fantastic. Yep wonderful wonderful choice number two number two that's where i slate captain america winter soldier that's where i placed that one that one was such a such a shake-up like like we just talked about that it it changed the direction of of uh, marvel's storytelling broke the mold broke their formulas on how they thought stories could be done it was it was a risk and it paid off so well and Mm. it ripples throughout the rest of the marvel cinematic universe so captain america winter soldier number two for me yeah it's it is that good it really is mm-hmm. um my number two is endgame we've talked about All this right. movie i actually my take whenever whenever i saw endgame and this annoyed a lot of people mm-hmm. was that endgame was too good yeah because i'm like after watching that why would i why in the world would i want to go watch spider-man far from home like mm-hmm. the stakes are not nearly as high the scale i mean the epicness Mm -hmm. it will just never be there so it took me some time like it took me some time to be ready for it um i ultimately love spider-man far from home but in game is just in a different league it's it's incredible so that brings us to number one number one i gotta go avengers infinity war oh for my number one okay yeah let's hear it yeah so this one was was so great because right we've been following all of our heroes and villains for this long we've been building up to infinity war and then it finally happened, and the you know, Thanos kicks in the door uh, of of the 
uh, Thor's ship at the Asgardians and just destroys them. And we're, we're just in it. Two oh, mi- yeah. Two minutes in, it's like, we're, we're there. Uh, the action has started. So it's so, which was such a good move because you have all this anticipation throughout all these movies. We've only seen glimpses of Thanos in the post credit scenes. And then finally, it's time. And they just crush it. And everything that you expected or wanted to feel, you did. And more. Uh, so number one right there yeah and it's just like start to finish you're Mm -hmm. just you're going for it yeah and i mean i think that ending it was it was way different than anything marvel had done yes to to go that far and i think marvel really was criticized before that movie for playing it too safe Mm -hmm. and for not killing characters or getting rid of characters who seemingly don't have an arc Yep. Um, I think between Infinity War and Endgame, they reconciled all that. And they did. They just proved like, hey, we're willing to do whatever it takes to to tell this story, and they did a great job. Yep. All right, my number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Volume one. Um, this movie, I can't even tell you how I feel about this movie. This movie, I saw it at least five times in theaters. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> I saw it probably five times in theaters. Um, it's the music, James Gunn's vision. Mm-hmm what this movie enabled them to do going forward because i think that like you mentioned how thor took things to a cosmic level which was kind of new but this was way different this was this was like if we're gonna go where we need to go with this franchise we need to get weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they got they got weird in this movie and i think it paid off in a big way um people forget chris pratt was not a slam dunk at the time people didn't really outside of people who watched parks and rec they did not know who this guy was he was an incredible casting choice. Everybody that they cast in that movie, Dave Bautista, Zoe Zaldana, uh, you got Vin Diesel and, and Bradley Cooper who do an incredible job on the voice front. Yep. And this was, you could tell by watching this movie, James Gunn, this is a passion project for him. Like mm-hmm. he left no stone unturned. The detail, the way that he executed, you can tell that he thought through every single way to shoot every scene of this movie and then cho- chose the best path forward. And I just think it's it's incredible. So true. So true. Excellent pick. So that's it. I mean, that's Infinity Saga. We're we're out. Um, rest in peace, Infinity Saga. We love you. We'll miss you. I will pay a thousand dollars for the box set when it comes out, even though I own these movies already, just so I can flex on everybody <laughs> and be like, look how big of a Marvel stan I am. Like, I'll go there. I will. So, whenever you get the box set, send me the link. I, I want it. Yes. Um, okay. And that's all we got. That's also a wrap on this episode, our mm-hmm. very first episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. And I, I'm going to go out on limits. I'm going to say we nailed it. I think it was perfect. Yeah. So props to us. We're pretty good at this. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, basically is what we're trying to say. Um, if Please you like if you are, yeah, so that brings up a good point. We have some content out there. Go to, go check us out on Facebook, Popcorn for Breakfast. If you're searching, you can search by Popcorn for Breakfast or at Popcorn number four mm-hmm. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Check out popcorn number four breakfast.com we'll have some content on there uh we're working on getting twitter stood up we're gonna we're gonna have lots of content for you so be sure to like us and when when you hear this episode make sure you're subscribed make sure you're downloading it mm-hmm. after you download it delete it download it again because that counts as two Ooh. Uh, if you got more time do it do it as many times as you want we'll be doing it we're gonna boost our stats yeah i mean kirk and i will be doing that for the next week until we get on the front page of uh, apple Podcasts. right that's the goal so help us out there um let's let's look ahead we got some exciting stuff coming up so two two weeks from now will be our next show we're gonna be talking about lion king we didn't get to talk about the disney remakes but there will be lots of disney remake talk in that one Mm -hmm. this one is this is a big one 
it, it may be the big one. I mean, I think Beauty and the Beast is up there, but The Lion King is a lot of people's favorite movie. Yeah. And this needs to be good. So we're we're excited about that. To get you ready for that, we got a little treat. Um, if you go on Facebook or the website, we're going to have a Disney animated films bracket that I pulled together. This is a 64 movie bracket. So this is like filling out a March Madness tournament bracket. And uh, by the end, you'll know your favorite Disney animated films. And I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail on how we arrived at the seatings and um, like all the methodology that went into that. But just trust that there was a lot of thought put into it. You're going to have a lot of fun filling it out. On the next episode, Kirk and I are actually going to reveal our picks. Probably not the whole thing. Maybe like Sweet 16 and beyond. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, send us your send us your uh, your picks. We want to see them. Yes. If you have completed brackets, uh, send us a message on Facebook and let us know. We want to we want to have a little bit of discussion about this. Mm-hmm. And we will judge your bracket. Yes, we will. Wholeheartedly. So yeah, just remember that before you send it over. <laughs> no, just kidding. Make sure you send over your bracket. We'll have lots of good discussion. Um, but that's it. We'll see you in two weeks. Special thanks to Ryan Spriggs who helped us produce this podcast and a big shout out to both Ryan Spriggs and Brandon Aristed, who are responsible for our theme music. Hope you guys enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check those guys out on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, until next time, that's all we got. Talk to you then guys. Thanks. Thanks.